0: Welcome to Seat at the Table podcast. My name is Mel Rodriguez, and if you want to grow in your relationship with God, this is the place to be. Follow me on social media. My handle on Instagram is at MelRodriguezX. So grab a coffee, your Bible, and let's talk Jesus. Hey guys, what's up? It's Mel. Welcome to episode nine of Seat at the Table. This episode is called, What is Your Spiritual Condition? And when I was thinking about making this episode and just reading the story on Luke chapter 6... I was just like, wow, this is just an amazing piece of information that I think will really help us on how to be better in our walk with God and how to have our character aligned with the Holy Spirit. So today we're going to be talking about Luke chapter 6, and it's called Blessings and Woes. As I was reading this passage in Luke chapter 6, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, right? And he's telling his disciples the character that they should have and how to have it, how to maintain that character. You see, it's different when we come to Jesus. You see, things happen when we go to Jesus with an open heart, with an open mind and willing to be humble. So here Jesus was telling the disciples on the sermon on the plane on how to have this character, right? So if you want to go through this with me word by word, I recommend grabbing your Bible and a notebook, some pens and highlighters and just going through the blessings and the woes with me as i was reading this passage i thought about the many times that we've just gone through the bible like sometimes i've just read the bible i've studied it and i've just been like wow i've never seen this before i've never actually studied and known what it meant and as i was reading this i wanted to study it because i had no idea what jesus was talking about so right here jesus is just encouraging his present and future disciples. You see, there's a day coming when, like, the poor, they were going to be rewarded in heaven. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, in this culture, it's divided by the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews were God's people. Gentiles, they were sinful people that were not accepted by the Jews. And so Jesus was coming as the redemption that would bring them all together in union so that we could all be saved, right? And we could all be brothers and sisters in Christ. And he was training his disciples to deliver that message to all the nations, he tells them this beautiful message and it starts by saying blessed are those who are poor for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Now when I was thinking about this I was just like blessed are you who are poor. Like I'm talking about poor in spirit. What does that even mean? And as I was reading this I was just like wow. He's not talking about materialistic things but he's talking about are certain heart posture, like, are we poor when we come to Jesus? You know, the person that's poor, they always need more so that they can have more and they can be blessed and they, they won't be poor anymore. So it's talking about spiritually bankrupt people, like people that are empty, they're, the poor, they beg for what they need, right? Like they have this certain desire that needs to be fulfilled so that they'll be out of poverty. This is talking about how we should be when it comes to Jesus. I should always be in a position where I need to be asking for more, where every day I need more and more of Him. You see, we may be poor in the world's eyes, yet we are rich in the eyes of God, right? It's those that remain in Him. Verse 21 says, Blessed are those who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. The crazy thing is the person hungry seeks. They look for food. They hope to satisfy their appetite. Their hunger, it drives them to a single focus. Like, I'm hungry. I need a plate of food. I need to eat because I have that need. But Jesus is describing the blessedness of those that focus on Him and His righteousness. Because if we hunger and thirst for Jesus, we know that we will be satisfied. We will be full of Him. And as we are hungry and we are hungering for more, we, d- we start to develop a passion for God, and it's a passion that's real. It's a passion that's natural, a passion that's intense, and a passion that is a driving force. It's to be holy. It's to be righteous. Jesus promised to fill this hungry one. He promised to fill them with as much as they could eat. And although it's like a strange filling that both satisfies us, it also keeps us longing for more. Verse 22 says, "'Blessed are those who weep now, for you will laugh.'" Here, in the sense of weeping, it's not talking about like, like deep sorrow, depression. No, it's talking about like the sorrow and depression that comes with sin and its effects. It's that godly sorrow that leads us to repentance and to salvation. Repentance is the act of, I made a sin. I'm telling God that I repent, which means that I'm going to turn away from that thing that I'm doing that I know is not pleasing to God. And God wants salvation for us. Second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 explains it so good. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. So when we sorrow and when we're weeping over the things of this world, right, it leaves us empty. It brings nothing good. Romans says the wages of sin are death. And it talks about the fact that when we weep over things that are not Of Jesus, we are going to be empty. But when we weep because we want to change and be more like him, that's when everything changes. That suffering, it brings us closer to Jesus. Like the poor has to come to Jesus for their need to be met. So are those that mourn that will be comforted. Jesus came to save the oppressed, the lost, the broken, and the one in need. You see, you may be poor now, but you will one day receive the kingdom. You are hungry now. You will one day be filled." You weep now. You will one day laugh. And I, I think about this all the time because sometimes in the world, it gets so crazy. Everything can just change in an instant. And sometimes we're hit with certain expectations that are not being met. And yet our focus starts to become off of Jesus and more on the things that we don't have. The beautiful thing is that every night or every morning when we go to God and we come to Him, We know that we are putting our hope on something greater, on something that we're going to get to see soon. You see, it's amazing that our reward in heaven is going to be so amazing. It's going to be worth everything that we're going through. So here Jesus is telling the disciples, hey, this is the attitude you should have when it comes to me. Not only does it keep you humble, but it also keeps you close to me. Verse 22 to 23, Blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil. For the son of man's sake, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For indeed, your reward is great in heaven. For in like manner, their fathers did to the prophets. Here, Jesus is talking about the rejection that the disciples were going to experience because they followed him. I mean, these people, they had to go into all the nations and tell everyone about Jesus and about the Bible and lead them to salvation, but they were gonna be receiving oppression. They were gonna be receiving hard circumstances because of their faith, but yet Jesus is trying to tell them the persecuted are in good company rejoice in that day and leap for joy because you know that when you're when you're talking about the word of god and you're receiving all of this backlash you're doing it right you're planting that seed that jesus is gonna grow philippians chapter 1 verse 21 says for to me to live is christ and to die is gain amen seeking god spreading his word to me that's a gain it doesn't matter what i go through in this world because my hope is on jesus now we're going to be talking about the woes. So it's blessings and woes. You see how it's the opposite. Well, blessings, it's it's a blessing, but woes. Jesus describes the grief, the regret, the misery to the Pharisees as, as an expression of of misery upon them because they reject him in the gospel. So, although Jesus is trying to change everything in this culture, there's this group called the Pharisees and also the Romans that were hearing about Jesus, yet they were so focused on the law that they missed out on what God wanted for them. And so Jesus is telling them in verses 24 through 26: But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are full, for you shall hunger. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you for so did their fathers to the false prophets you see there's something about comfort there's something about being rich it's an obstacle between us and the kingdom of god because if we're not constantly hungering and thirsting for god then we're most likely never gonna come to jesus like think about you have food on your table you have a roof over your head everything is going well at school you have the right friends you have the right boyfriend like you're living life and you're living it good but yet you have this emptiness inside of you that you don't know where it comes from. Well, that's what happens when we are so full of everything going on in our lives and of ourselves that we miss out on God because we don't recognize that that need, it comes from Him. And so the right attitude is to say, well, I have all of these things, yet to me that's nothing because when I have Jesus, I have everything. If we are not hungering and thirsting, then we're doing it wrong, my friends. And I want to encourage you to apply this passage into your life. It tells me, I have something to learn about my life circumstances that they're not going to teach me. It's something to grasp about the glory and Jesus and the freedom that comes in Him that I'm not ever going to have until He becomes my everything, my go to, my starting place, and my ending place. Since there is no sense of urgency in this life, we extend the time that we speak to God automatically that we start to exclude Him. We think that we have all the time in the world to fulfill everything that we want to do, yet We realize that our schedule is full and there is no place for Him. But when I am poor in spirit, when I hunger and thirst for righteousness, I have easy access to Jesus and knowing that I am going to be rewarded with the kingdom no matter what I go through. This is the application that I want to leave you for today find happiness and fulfillment by looking to God for satisfaction, acceptance, and joy. You see, Jesus, he satisfies our soul. He gives that peace that passes all understanding. Like he fills us so much that when we acknowledge him, he becomes our deepest curiosity. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen your favorite movie, your favorite series, and you're like, I can't wait to the next episode. I can't wait until they drop it. Well, that's what I feel like following Jesus is like because sometimes I'll be studying the word, I'll be praying, and I'm like, well, God, I want more. I want to seek you more. And it's like you can't wait until the next day until you get to read more and, and, and see more of him. If we don't have Jesus, that woe, that misery is what we have left, that regret. But if we have Christ, we look to the riches and blessings of heaven. And although we can lose everything that we love in this world, we still have everything that we need. So I want to encourage you to have this character as you're following God. Remember that being poor in spirit is not necessarily being poor materialistically or you have nothing but no it's an act of humbleness towards jesus it's an act of humility that keeps you towards him and an act that leaves you to opening up your heart to what god is saying and how he wants to move in your life and i want to encourage you if you have never accepted jesus into your life i want to pray for you right now so if you want to so if you want to bow your heads and close your eyes and repeat this prayer with me Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in on episode nine of Seed at the Table podcast. If this episode has been a blessing to your life, I encourage you to share. I encourage you to subscribe and comment on how God has blessed you with this beautiful message. I pray that it just encourages you to have a different heart posture and to develop certain spiritual disciplines that will bring you closer to Christ. God bless you, and I'll see you next time.